Hey there, welcome to Birdland tonight. How about that? We just saw the Orioles win and beat the Red Sox, so we avoided that four-game sweep as the Orioles won tonight 4-1. to one. And yeah, there were some big home runs from Mountcastle, a solo shot, and Mancini, a solo shot, but for me, the excitement was in that eighth inning because it was small ball. It was smart hustle ball from man, uh, from all starting with Mullins on getting a triple out of a little blooper over the third baseman, hustling around to a ball that had a chance to be caught, but it wasn't caught, so he got to second. When he got to second, he realized that because the left fielder, the shortstop, and the third baseman all went after his little blooper in the left field, it meant third base was wide open, so he took third base as well. That's the type of hustle I like to see from my team. Anyway, welcome to Birdland tonight. This is the Orioles postgame show, the only interactive Orioles postgame show, the only postgame show that you can watch outside of the Masson broadcast area because MLB.tv uh, cuts off as soon as the game ends if you're like me and live outside of Maryland. So... We're going to break down this game. Make sure you comment along. It's your chance to steer the show. Make sure you follow Birdland tonight on all your favorite social media, at Birdland Sports on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch, whichever your preferences is. My preference is Facebook as far as watching the show. I think it's easier to comment there and all that. I know there's lots of people who do not like Facebook, but... I don't care. You can use whichever one you want. Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, they're all great. They all let us comment along. Then go on over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Birdland tonight. If you're in the Apple's podcast app, give us five stars, write a little review. That type of thing helps out a lot so that when people go into the podcast app and search Orioles, they will see Birdland tonight right there at the top with other shows like Section 336 and the official Oriole shows. So that's all the business side. Let's set all that aside. Got excited, jumped right into that eighth inning because that was, for me, what I've been wanting to see all this year, and that's what I think the Orioles need to build on. But let's back up. Let's start at the very beginning of the game. So this game was started by Jorge Lopez. Lopez, the deepest he's gone in the game before now was five innings and it's kind of we kind of accepted well if you can get one limit it to one two runs and give up four innings that's the best we can get from Lopez tonight was different tonight he went a little deeper in the game five and two-thirds inning, which is great I mean it's his longest run this so far this year five and two-thirds so almost six that really helps out our bullpen when you look at his stat line he got five strikeouts. He had given up one run and only four hits and walked zero batters. This is the best outing from Lopez all season. And let's hope he can build on that. Let's hope it gets a little bit of that John Means effect or Matt Harvey effect where every inning, uh, not every inning, every game, it becomes better than the one before. So... Uh, Charlie, we'll talk about this dirty pitch. It's, there's no such thing as a dirty pitch. When you pitch and the ball goes in the dirt and you swing, it's your own fault. So, um, 
as far as that, I believe the dirty pitch they're talking about is a is a pitch late in the game, but I don't know. I'll do some research. I honestly missed a lot of the game and had to do the little fast forward catch up. But again, five and two thirds, four hits, one run, five strikeouts. Lopez's best start of the season. That's exciting. I just had a conversation on Section 336 earlier tonight. You can go check out Section 336. And we talked about our pitching staff and how we've got John Means showing that he's an official ace. We've got Matt Harvey showing that he can be this old guy veteran, this old guy you can rely on that doesn't have the fastball, the hard-thrown ball that he used to have, but he can still outsmart batters. And then we've got this question mark of what's going on with Zimmerman or Kramer or we've tried to bring up um, other people and it just didn't work out. Then we've got Lopez, who we've been okay with. All right, we get four innings. And then what's the kind of point? So five and two-thirds sounds great to me. Um, Ice Tracks is saying five, five, two, one, two, zero, zero. Run scored by the opposition in the fifth inning when Lopez has started. Okay, so you're, you're saying that the fifth inning, Lopez has fallen. Got it. So all right, great stats up there. So I believe what you're saying is that Lopez is finally getting better and getting a little deeper in games. Where the first couple times when he got to that fifth inning, he's given up five runs, five runs, two, one, two, giving up a bunch of runs. The past two outings, no runs in the fifth inning from Lopez starts. That's great. That's the type of stuff that you want to see the Orioles building on. So, great start by Lopez. Tanner Scott did exactly what you need Tanner Scott to do. You brought him in in the sixth inning. You needed him to get one out. And he threw the fastball. He got the strikeout. Done for Tanner Scott. That's what I need Tanner Scott to do. I need him as that specialist to come in and get me the out and get me out of the inning. Great to see that from him. Uh, next inning, Latkins came in, or Lakins, however you pronounce it. I say Latkins. Uh, pitched one inning, got one strikeout. Again, no runs. Fry came in, one inning, two strikeouts, no runs. And then we got Mr. Deadfish himself, Valdez, coming in for that ninth, two strikeouts, no runs, puts, gets the save, puts the Orioles back in the win column. Uh, I've mentioned before, I think on Birdland tonight, if not Section 336, about how there was a great article early in the season about Valdez and this dead fish and how it just drove the Red Sox players crazy because they could not figure it out on that opening series. So we haven't gotten to see him this series because of the struggles the Orioles have been having in this stand. So it was great to see him come out today and once again embarrass the Red Sox bats. Sorry, I had to pause for a second as I'm doing the show all on my own tonight. Uh, let's talk a bit, little bit about the offense the Orioles had because there's some exciting things going on on the offensive side of the ball. Two dongs tonight, Mancini and Mountcastle. Um, those are who you want to see the long balls from. That's what those guys are in your lineup to do, to hit the long ball, and they're doing it, and that's fun. And I love that they're back-to-back. -back. I love them as number three and number four. So it is. It has been a while since Valdez has pitched. I'd have to look that up one up, Charlie. But it's definitely been a while since we've had a save situation. So 
at the plate, Mullins, great work in that eighth, like we were talking for that triple to get his hit and then score. Hayes got a, uh, no hits, but he did get on base with a walk. Mancini got two hits, one of them being that dong. Mountcastle, two hits, a single and a dong. Severino, big night for Severino. We all want to complain about Severino. He got three hits tonight. So great move from Severino tonight. Galvez uh, didn't get a hit, but he did get an RBI. Uh, Franco got a walk. And then uh, Vileka, second baseman Vileka. What do I say all the time? We do not have a real second baseman. Again, Vileka, two, three at-bats, two strikeouts, two guys left on base. Not good from Vileka. Not what we want to see from second base. McKenna, struggling, but he got a hit today. One hit, one strikeout out of his three at-bats. McKenna's an interesting guy because he's up here because we, of the need. Stewart's banged up. Santander's on the I.L., McKenna's brought up as a young guy who's not quite ready for the majors, but it's a good chance to give him experience, and he's got that speed. Mullins was super smart on the bases. To turn that, that – I feel like so many players in that eighth inning, when Mullins hit that little blooper in the left field, it was the type of ball that stays in the air a little bit too long, so players can get position on it, but it also dropped in that between shortstop and left field range. So I feel like you see a lot of players that'll just jog the first base for that. And once Mullins realized that it had a chance to drop, he took off and he got to second base. And when he got to second base, he looked and saw that because of where the ball was dropping, it meant the left fielder went for it, the shortstop went for it, the third baseman went for it, which left no one to cover third base. Really smart move for Mullins to then take third and stretch that double into a triple. And they even credited him for a triple. They didn't count it as an error. They called it a triple for him, um, which because it was a hard play for them to make. And yes, the Red Sox kind of juggled it and knocked it away further, which helped get some extra time on the bases. But really smart move for Mullins to get him over to third base in the scoring position to really set this game apart from 2-1 to then when we got out of that and then it became 4-1 because of some smart base running. So really like to see that. That's the type of stuff that you can grow on this team. When we're seeing so many teams, including the Orioles, live or die by the long ball. It's stuff like this eighth inning that I want to see from teams. I want to see these Orioles score runs when players get hits. We all love the long ball. That's great. They deaden the long ball. They deaden the ball this year. Um, I've talked before about what's going on, why are there so many no-hitters and all. And I think it's because for years we have focused on launch angle, bat speed, and power coming off the bat, ball to bat, bat to ball power, which all helps the long ball. So now they deaden the ball, which means we see lots of flyouts into the, on, into the 10 feet before the fence that used to carry over the fence. I think that has a lot to do with why pitching is so dominant right now. And it's not just, oh, they deadened the ball too much. I think it's more of they deadened the ball. And also, at the same time, for the past five, ten years, we have focused so much on the offensive side 
for the long ball, for the home run, that we have forgotten small ball. And I'm, I'm excited for baseball to see which team adjusts. Which team this year is going to take the adjustment and say, screw the long ball, we're playing small ball. We're going to move around the bases. We're going to get little hits. We're going to dink and dive. We're going to get through this. That's the team that's going to be exciting for me to watch. It's going to have to be a team with young players because you're not going to get guys who have been their whole career going for that long ball. You're not going to get those guys to shift. And that's where the Orioles have a great opportunity. I get it that we've got power from Mount Castle. We've got power from Mancini. But what Mullins is doing is magical. If the Mullins effect can transition, Mullins is still batting 312. DJ Stewart has a really high on base percentage because of the amount of walks that he gets, even though his batting average is low. If we can get guys like Mullins, Hayes, Stewart playing some small ball, maybe eventually a second baseman will even get a hit hit now and then again. That could make this team special and make this team not leave so many players on bases. We still struggle with leaving men on base. We still struggle about all that. But let's hope maybe that's something we can build on as a young team. On the offensive side, some other numbers that I like to see. We got nine hits tonight and only seven strikeouts. More hits than strikeouts. That's good. The fact that it's only seven strikeouts, the Orioles are normally in that 9-10 range for strikeouts. That's great to see seven. Two walks, like I mentioned. Hayes and Franco both got walks today. That's good. Great patience at the plate. Four runs out of nine hits. I'd like to see more, but it is what it is. It's still a win. It's good. I don't understand why the Orioles have struggled so much at home, but it's good to see us get a win today. A four-game sweep is about the worst thing that you can have. So good to get a win, especially when tomorrow we go to New York to face the Mets. Wednesday we face the Mets in New York. Quick two-game series. Thursday's an off day. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a good old homestand against the New York Yankees. So what can we expect coming up? Let's take a break, and then I want to talk a little bit about kind of looking towards this week and what we can all get excited for. All right, welcome back to Birdland tonight. Uh, not sure if you guys realize this. It's pretty difficult to, to talk nonstop about the Orioles all by yourself when you're talking off a, off a camera. So I'm getting used to this, enjoying it. Thanks for tuning in to Birdland tonight. Definitely hop in with the comments and let's talk. Like I said, tomorrow we take on the Mets at a 7-10 start. I like that. What I like even more, Mr. John Means, Mr. No-Hitter John Means is on the mound. So we all know what that means. He's Mr. 4-0. He's Mr. 1-3-7 ERA. He's going up against Stroman. So it's not like he's uh, it's not like this is a a gimme game, but the Orioles have played good on the road. The Orioles bats did good tonight. Let's hope that can continue tomorrow. What we do know is that John Means always puts his team in a chance to win games. So that's what I'm looking for tomorrow. And Wednesday, I'm excited about Wednesday. Work is crazy, and it sucks that this is a 12-10 start because I'd really want to watch this game because it's Matt Harvey going back to Sid Field 
12-10 start, as I mentioned. But Matt Harvey, who has been building on every start and every start being a little better than the other. And here he gets to go back to City Field, where the Dark Knight made his name, where he was the best that we've seen, where the team let him go because he was not the guy that they knew. I'm so excited to see what Matt Harvey does on his return to City Field. Now, we've seen this go great with players, and we've seen this go horribly wrong. So let's hope he's not going to press too hard. Let's hope he builds on everything else he's done this year. And I can't wait to see that Matt Harvey versus Walker Wednesday afternoon. Uh, For Birdland tonight, I'll be with you on Tuesday night after the John Means start. On Wednesday, I'm not sure off the top of my head who's covering that game, but we'll be here for you more than likely. Uh, We had a little problem where we couldn't get someone to cover Mother's Day. A lot of moms having some demands, but you know how it goes. I'm sure you guys had the same issues, and it was an ugly game to talk about anyway. Birdland Tonight should be here for you Wednesday. And then this weekend, Birdland Tonight's here for you Friday, Saturday, Sunday as we take on the Yankees. I'm excited. I am flying up to Baltimore this weekend. I will be in Camden Yards on Friday night and Saturday night. Can't wait to cheer on the O's. Let's figure out, well, it's nothing for us to figure out, but let's hope that the Orioles can figure out why they're struggling at home. Now, maybe it's a strength of schedule issue. Maybe it's the fact that these home games have been against Boston, Seattle, Oakland, New York, then more Boston, this weekend's more New York. It could be a simple fact as Boston and New York has been in that home schedule a lot. And that's the exciting thing is that the schedule, I think it gets easier after this Yankee series because then we don't play Boston and New York again until like, uh, when is it? August. So we got June, July where things calm down a little bit, where we get play the teams like the Nats. The Astros, the Indians, the Twins, teams that are playing well right now, but they're not the Yankees and the Red Sox, which we see all the time and struggle with all the time. So I'm really curious to see what the Orioles do over this next month, what the Orioles do when they get away from playing AL East teams and play some other teams and if they can grow. Right now they are 16 and 19, five and a half games back. The last 10. They're 5-5. and They had that great West Coast trip last week. Struggled with this first series against the Red Sox. So let's see how it goes. Um, Still, they can build. You win these two in New York, you're back to one game behind 500. We keep getting to that one game behind 500. I want us to get 500. I want us to pass 500 this weekend. How special is that? That this team, I get that we're in last place. I get that Fangraphs still has us as 0.0 chance of the playoffs. It's all about individual performances and how, as well as how they play as a team, how Hyde uses this bullpen. This bullpen has been used excellent for Hyde. For the most part, this pitching staff has been doing really well. I'm excited to see the Orioles build on all of that. I'm excited to see what happens with Santander coming back next week. I can't wait to see what happens because I don't think Stewart's cutting it. Stewart has had this great opportunity, and I think he's going to be sent back down for Sandander. He hasn't shown much reason to keep him except for the walks. The walks has been the highlight of him. So I can't wait to see what this team does. Again, Mets Tuesday, Mets Wednesday, Thursday off, Yankees this weekend. 
If we struggle against the Yankees, don't worry about it. The Yankees are hot right now. They're playing good baseball. The Orioles are supposed to lose a lot of games, which means we're going to go through bad spots like we saw this weekend, losing three out of four games against the Red Sox. But the bright spot is, after four games, that means John Means didn't pitch. And you got John Means coming up the next day. So get ready, Birdland. Tuesday night's going to be a whole lot of fun as John Means takes on the New York Mets in City Field. I'll see you guys tomorrow night after that game. Enjoy the day.